Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We are all spiritual souls. We light the world in so many ways. On times, though, these lights diminish due to the troubles and physical constraints within the real world. Challenges we face every day can have a material effect on our spiritual lights. The dark night is a term that is used by many, but only a few know the true meaning. Kimberly Desri is an intuitive personal development coach who has been through the darkest of dark nights, and she talks about what she does and how she wants to help the world. Being intuitive myself, um, I started out doing readings. So part of my work was just to do readings for people, but then I discovered part of that, um, the things that were coming to me through spirit were not your typical readings as far as going on vacation, you're going to meet the love of your life. So I started having heavy duty stuff come up and there was no way that I could serve people and help them as far as doing a reading at a holistic event or online, um, I realized I had the gift to bring things up to help heal them from long-term things that were affecting their lives. So um, I started shifting my work into more of the transformation type of work. I'm Julian Jenkins, and you're listening to That's the Spirit. Kimberly Desri is an internationally known as the intuitive Dear Abby of the spiritual community from her column at Spiritual Biz Magazine, a transformational coach who is also an intuitive. Kimberly uses her keen insight to help her clients see troublesome areas that suggest attention is needed. She offers spiritual and personal guidance that leads her clients to a path of healing their hearts and their souls. Kimberly opens up talking about the many challenges she's seeing with people and what they face in this very eclectic world. Um, I've also realized that I there's many people in recovery, spiritually waking up, um, business, broken homes, all kinds of things. Um, and basically, people are at a point in their life where they keep ending up in the same place in their life. Why am I here again? And I realized that my gift was to be able to go in and help them bring up whatever was causing them to be stuck in their life and to take them to a, through a process where I could help them actually release the um, layers and clear them and clear them and clear them to the point that those blocks and patterns no longer had a hold of them. And when I could clear them to that level, I knew I could take them to that bridge well, they could now cross over into what it is they were supposed to do with their lives. So I feel like part of the work I do as a transformation coach is help them let go of what's not serving a purpose for them and get them ready to step into destiny because most of us are stuck in karma. And um, most people are, are going off the path into karma, feeding karma, living it out, creating more of it. So I help them transform out of that and absolve karma, clear, clear, clear all their stuff. And then 
the bridge of destiny helps them move forward. So I'm here to help move them forward is the work that I do. And I find that's was the gift that God gave me through all the stuff that I've been through. Um, this is what I'm supposed to do. Are you finding then, you know, and, and well done because it's, it's much needed work, but are you finding that there's a common theme or a common pattern um, to the people who are coming and sit in front of you? Is there, is there, is there a common thread to, to what's missing, et cetera, et cetera? Um, absolutely. Uh, bottom line, fear. Pe and people don't know who they are. Um, the problem, and as you know, a lot of people are waking up right now. There's a, you know, a massive awakening on the planet. Most people are in fear and they, um, they're stuck there, even though they're miserable, it's somehow it's comfortable. So right now what's happening is, you know, moving them past the fear so that they can actually see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, it's about mastering your life while you're here. And that is, that is what people are starting to realize is that they have to walk through these lessons and face their fear, let go of what no longer is part of them or serves them at all and start to understand um, that they don't really know who they are. And it's time to find out who they are because when you clear yourself, you can reach your full potential. And most people, they think that they're fated to have miserable lives. And that's the biggest thing that I'm seeing right now is that um, they just think it's the way it is. There's no way out. Well, I'm just at this job I don't like, but you know, if I stay here, I'll retire, I'll have money, or I'm in a marriage, I've been in it 20 years, there's no sense of leaving. So people accept their fate and that is the biggest problem why so many people are really unhappy and are not growing. And I'm here to shake them up and tell them, no, you don't have to accept that. There's no way. That's unacceptable. You're not living. You're waiting to go into your grave. So I want to see people wake up and live and do the things that they've dreamed of and reach their potential. And it's never too late, no matter what age you are, to wake up and... Um, you know, not sit here and accept fate and just be miserable. So that is the biggest thing I see. The awakening is is massive, and I, and I'm seeing that a lot as well. And you know, for me, I'm working very much in terms of the spiritual side of things. So I'm seeing a lot of spiritual awakening, and 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 people, you know, coming to me and saying, I, I can't believe I've seen this, or I felt this, or, or 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 those sort of things. But you know, I think the word I I, I keep using all the time really is that people have a, a lack of self-connection and, and a lack of self-relationship and I think that that sort of inhibits people going forward spiritually as well because and, and you know as I say you can't connect with spirit if you're not connected with yourself so those are the things I'm seeing purpose clarity awareness mm -hmm. you know all of these words that, are, that consistently come to me when when people are coming do you think there's a reason for that at the moment did you why why do you think all of this is is coming to a head Oh, sorry, you broke up. I couldn't hear the last part. Yeah. So why why do you think all of this is coming to a head at the moment? You know, is is there is it a vibrational change on Earth or, or what's what's going on? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're well for for years. You know, we're not the first people to be here. Obviously, I mean, we know that there's been other civilizations, um, and you know, they've all gone through their um, trials and tribulations, living in a world of duality, have their tests. Um, the difference here, though, is that this time um, the planet itself is going through an ascension process. You know, this this planet is actually getting ready to shift into a whole nother frequency, a whole nother vibration. So 
there's a massive awakening taking place and the planet itself is going to go into the next phase of her evolution. And those of us who are awakening will go easily with her. And um, you know, the ones that are not open to this, they're really gonna have a hard time because they're in such resistance. Um, but this is happening and this has been talked about for years, the great awakening and this, we're in it. We're the people that are seeing it and experiencing it. And a lot of us came here and really had our big awakening prior to help those who are now starting to wake up so we can assist them through the process because you know everything is getting shaken up. Everything on earth that doesn't um, resonate, that all the foundations, all the lies, everything that is um, ungodly will be exposed. And um, there's a big shakeup happening and we're here to help those people to wake up and see the truth of what's going on and how we've been lied to about a lot of things and um, rediscover who we are and who we are is a soul. We're a soul having a human experience and most people can't wrap their head around that. They think they're this body, this vessel. They think they're their clothes, their money, their bank account, their status, and they're none of those things. So um, you know, we're here to help people get real because what happens if you lose all those things, your identity dies and you think it's the end of the world and, um, you know, you're crushed. But if you really know who you are, um, you know, you're a divine being, your, your light itself inside, we cannot be crushed. So if we lose all these, you know, earthly things, um, we're still okay. So, you know, it's the people that have to wake up to the reality of who we are. We're divine. And um, we have to remember that. And a lot of us are living in an illusion and don't know that. And they think they're part of what they've been exposed to. So this is a huge time to be part of this wake up um, for the planet. It's huge. And I'm honored to be part of it, to help other people through it, because it is not an easy process to dismantle who you think you are and go through, um, you know, kind of a dark night of the soul to let go of the false sense of self. It's not an easy process. It's not, but with wonderful people like you around, holding their hands, dancing them through the fields, I'm sure we're going to get there. Um, I, when I, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and and Ken Wilbur, who who is a, a hugely spiritual guy, and I'd recommend anyone that doesn't know who he is, listen to him. And he says, at the moment, there's three things that's going on. There's the wake up, there's the clean up, and there's the, there's the grow up. And and for me, I, I was I was walking the dog in the wind and the rain, and it just rang so true for me. And and you know, when when we've had that awakening, and we need to clear some of those some of those um, he calls them shadows, um, clear some of the shadows away. And then the growing up isn't isn't talking about you know people being childish or churlish. He's on about them spiritually growing um, as as they develop, and then taking that you know, growing into the into the physical world as well. So, you know, that's the sort of thing that you're talking about. But, you know, your experiences with your life as well helps to underpin that. Can you can you tell us a little bit about, you know, where your your empathy and, and where your experiences come from, from all of this? Oh, absolutely. Um, well, my awakening was four years ago. Um, everything I ever wanted I had in my life, I finally attained it and it was gone instantly. It just fell apart. And um, as a result, you know, within a couple of years, I ended up, you know, bankrupt, losing relationships, friendships, all kinds of things. Um, what led to that was that I finally realized when my life fell apart is that somehow I was the common denominator in all of it. 
I couldn't blame anybody anymore. And um, it, it was it was an eye opener because if somehow I'm involved and all of this keeps happening because it was a pattern my entire life, then somehow I knew I was responsible to clean it up. And that was a scary thought. And I had no idea how to do that. Um, I just remember being so broken. My soul was so broken that I literally was on my knees praying to God. I don't want to be her anymore, meaning the person I was and all of the stuff that happened that led up to this world of mine falling apart. So um, I had experienced many, many different things in my life. And um, these experiences and having to go back and relive them and overcome them and heal them has actually led to the work that I do because I've, ex I've experienced, I mean, we, we all have our story, you know, and I'm, I'm not a victim and I'm not going to sit here and cry about it. But, you know, I experienced, I came from a family where, you know, there was, my father was in and out of prison. He was, um, you know, he did heroin. He was on drugs. He used to beat my mother. Um, my mother was from another country, couldn't speak English. Um, she let it be known that she didn't want us my sister and I, and, you know, we were tossed around a lot. I saw a lot of things. Um, I developed a, an addiction to alcohol as a result at a young age. Um, you know, I had, I had experienced many, many, you know, abusive things in my life. I've seen a lot. And those were the things that I was living out of. I was living out of the energy of um, the trauma and, um, you know, the verbal and mental abuse unconsciously. So they'll, those were the things running my life and were creating more and more of it. I was just feeding it. Um, you know, I didn't have any tools. That was the one thing that I learned is through my awakening is that I had no tools. I was in survival mode my whole life and I was scared to death. Um, and, you know, obviously my ego was created because that was trying to protect me. So, you know, as much as I hated my family and I said I'd never be like them, um, and I worked really hard to create a business. I had, um, you know, very successful businesses. I owned seven salons and hair and spas. And, you know, I reached all kinds of goals, but yet I kept losing everything in my life. And I could never understand every time I came close to attaining the thing that I thought would make me whole or fix me, somehow I would lose it. So when everything fell apart four years ago and I was sober because I um, became sober eight years ago, I couldn't understand it this time and I actually had to feel it. So when I was feeling the pain and going through it and God was helping me through it and other spiritual teachers, um, you know, I was able to go back and heal those parts of myself that were stuck in time. There were, I found that there were many aspects of me, the inner child that was very wounded, um, was really running my life. There wasn't an adult woman who owned a successful business there was many files of a wounded person who was acting out of her pain. So when I had to go back and heal all that, it started teaching me processes how to do that. It started helping me identify how certain patterns in our lives created big blocks in our lives. Um, so through all of my own work and healing and deciding not to be the person that I was and taking my life back and reclaiming my life, that is what gave me the tools to actually help other people who used to be just like me. So from all of my spiritual teachers, books I've written, um, you know, courses I've taken, whatever it is that I've learned, plus the work I did with spirit, that has given me the ability and the capacity um, to help other people. And it also helped me open up my intuition 
way beyond what I used to have. I come from a background of um, psychics, so I never was in tune with it, but then it, um, it really opened up when I started clearing myself. And when I say clearing, I mean addressing all the files that were not me and all the wounding and healing the inner child. That opened up everything. And then I knew that's what I was supposed to do was help other people. So that's how I came to be a transformation coach because I had to go through a complete transformation from that broken person and to become who I am now. And congratulations. What a story. Um, for people who are watching this now or for people who are going to watch this in the replay, when you get to that point of, you know, that awakening, that bottom, what what advice would you give those people at that stage? Because it can be very lonely. It can be very, well, it can be everything, can't it? So, so when you were at that phase where you were, you know, sort of bottoming out, if you like, what, what sort of advice would you give to somebody who's there? Um, first thing I would say is um, call in God, call in God, spirit. Um, we have free will and it's always waiting for us to wake up and go, I'm here to assist you. That was the key for me it was to find my spiritual self part of that part of myself. Um, and then, you know, start seeking people who have the same story as you and you know, like I knew that I was broken and it had to do with relationships. So, you know, I found a counselor to help me with those kinds of things. I just, I allowed spirit to show me. That was the other thing too, is that I, I sat still long enough to see what gifts spirit was trying to give me because we're so full of our head all the time. We don't listen and the answers are right there. So um, sitting still long enough to actually be able to receive the information and start trusting it and, and follow where your gut tells you to go. You know, certain books appeared to me. I would see things on Facebook and, you know, a certain quote would make sense to me or, and I'm like, oh, who wrote that quote? Or then I'd find their book and maybe I'd find some videos. So if something is standing out to you and it's calling your attention, pay attention to it because once you ask for that help and you invoke your free will and you call it in, the spirit will start giving it to you. So follow the breadcrumb trail as it's given to you. And um, it starts to wait. It just starts to happen and be open, um, be really open to accepting that this is a whole new journey and that, you know, somehow you're part of the old you, but you have to work on forgiveness as well because you didn't know any better. And I know working on forgiveness was a huge thing, forgiving myself. When I realized that I was the reason for all of my own pain and suffering, really, it was my own mind my mindset that caused years of pain and horrible relationships and bankruptcies and just, you know, a mess. Um, I had to find compassion for myself. I had to stop beating myself up and um, work on forgiving myself because I didn't know. But the thing is, once you know, you have to do something about it or your life is going to remain going around in circles um, with, you know, the same patterns and things happening. So um, that's probably what I would recommend. <laughs> And it's a very wise words. I, I love I love the breadcrumb trail. There was when I was in Arthur Finley um, a couple of months ago. There was a gentleman there, David, and I used to see him every morning. And I said to him, David, you know, he, he's he's absolutely changed his life, and he's moved to Ireland, and he's done all these things, and, and he's such a he's such an inspire, inspirational man. And I said, what what what's your plan? He said, my plan is to keep following the string. And I just thought that was absolutely tremendous. And what a lovely, you know, the way he put it, I, I'm just following the string. 
and yeah. uh, and and that was you know if ever there's a book title that's it isn't it following the string um yeah. but no it, it's it's an amazing story and, and thank you for sharing it in such a way and i know there's a lot of people here now from all over the world there's a lot of people from from your neck of the woods as well ron from florida and and teresa from australia saying you know congratulations a very strong lady and that yeah. comes across yeah that comes across it in your aura was there that point though where you thought how am I going to get through this? And, and is that the point there where, you know, there's the saying, isn't it? You know, the darkest part of the night is just before the dawn. Mm -hmm. And and it's when you got to that point and you went to God, what, what, because I think these are really important lessons for people, you know, because I know there's a lot of people out there will be watching this, you know, who, who are feeling it. And, and that inspiration of looking at you now, an amazingly successful lady, a beautiful lady, a, a wonderful life, a lovely house, you know, you've got, you've got everything on the right road and it, it, you know, God bless you and congratulations to that. But, you know, you, you, you started from the bottom and, and now you, you're moving forward and, uh, and, and, how because they'll say you're strong but how do you keep climbing how do you hit the knocks and then go again you know um like i'll get back to when my life fell apart four years ago um it, it you know i was in a situation where i was going to marry the love of my life i had rented out my home which luckily i'm back in my home um everything fell apart and at that time I had um, all my money was tied up in the latest business that I had built and I had tenants in my home and I, I just, I had nothing. I really literally had nothing. Um, and I had to, I was at a point where I had to move into a, a rental property and it was really scary and gross. And I had never as an adult lived in anything like that as a kid I had, but um, I had to learn humility and I realized, you know, God, allowed me to have a place to live. And even though it wasn't what I was used to, it was like, you know, you could be out on the street. And then I had people wanting to offer furniture to me and I didn't want used furniture because I was too good for that, I thought, you know? So when my life fell apart and I prayed to God to help me, he was helping me, but I was, I didn't want to see it. So when I was able to get humble and go, my God, you know, I've got a place to live for my kids. And I have furniture and um, I, I just remember I did my taxes and I usually don't get money back. And for the first time in 20 years, I got enough money to buy all new furniture. But it was when I was able to humble myself enough to be grateful, like God was giving me these things. So I started um, walking every day and praying to God. And as things were unfolding and I was hurting, I asked him to get me through it. And I would cry. I'd walk in the rain. Um, I just allowed everything that needed to come up because when you're ready, God or source, whatever you want to call it, will bring up what you can handle. And I faced a lot of things and um, it wasn't easy. There was one point I think I cried for 40 days. Every morning I woke up and I didn't think I could get through another day because of the pain that was coming up, having to face everything that I was lying to myself about. You know, I thought I was a confident person and I realized I wasn't a confident person. I was an arrogant person. And I realized um, so many things about myself that were so ugly. And, you know, I, I, I just, I had no idea who I was. I was having an identity crisis as I was letting go of all of those pieces. 
it was painful because I didn't know who I was either. And it's like, well, if I'm not any of these things, my identity's going, who am I? That was a very frightening and dark and lonely place to be. And if it wasn't for my spirituality and um, the spiritual community, um, I probably wouldn't be here. It was that bad. I mean, I, I just cried all the time, but there was something in me and I know it was my soul going, you can, you can do this. Just, and I kept telling them, just get through today, just get through one day. And I would get through the day and I would sleep and then another day and another day. And eventually, you know, they call it the dark night of the soul. I'm not sure how many people know what that means, but um, that is something when everything in your wrong, your life falls apart. And you, you're like, why are you doing this to me, God? Why do you hate me? And it's really God's way of showing you how much he loves you. And I know that sounds crazy, but I look back over the last, those three years of going through the dark night of the soul, because it was three years of hell, of unbecoming who I am. He was showing me how strong I was. And he was teaching me all the tools I didn't have. And he was actually giving me what my parents didn't give me. He was parenting me and he was schooling me hard knocks and teaching me. And when I came on the other side of it, I was in awe of how much God actually loved me because he allowed me to go through all that so I could become the woman I am. And, you know, it was like, I cried my whole life. I don't have parents. I didn't have this or that. But when I was showing my strength and I was believing and I surrendered and I thought, well, I can't stay and do this anymore. This, this is too painful. I just had to surrender and trust. And that was the hardest thing was to trust and um, let go and just get through it and know that somehow there was a reason for all of this. And I found out the reason was because I needed to have these things so that I would have skills and knowledge and wisdom for other people who are where I used to be. So it, it was difficult going through the dark night, um, but we all have those periods where we do it but don't give up and understand it's happening because it's trying to show you everything that you're not. It's trying to get you to let go of all the lessons you had opportunities to get and you chose not to. So you can go the easy way or you can go the hard way. And when anything is pushing your buttons, there's a lesson there. So don't resist it, work with it, do it easy. Eventually you don't, you're going to do it the hard way. The universe wants you to grow. It wants you to evolve. We didn't just come here just to be here. We came here to grow. And um, when I understood that concept and I realized I had no control over any of it, no matter how much I try to control it and manipulate it, it was going to happen and I had to allow it to happen. And I had to fix the cracks in my foundation of who I was and completely dismantle my foundation and rebuild it to become the person I am. And um, when I finally did the work and the last layer came to me of the really the bottom of what started it is that I was scared. That was the bottom of everything. I was scared because of childhood and then it, it led to 50 years of health. Um, so do you work? There's a life on the other side of darkness. When you find your light, there's a whole other life. And God has given me not only everything I lost, but more. And I didn't expect that. It's and again, it's it's such a beautiful story. What and I can I can truly see, you know, obviously you you've been there, you've experienced it, you've felt it, um, which obviously comes through in all of the work that you do. 
in terms of your groups and and the structures and the the, the thought processes how do you structure that what what are your sort of do you have key templates do you have certain things that you work through that um you know in your retreats and i've heard wonderful things about your retreats and i understand you're bringing them to to the uk um in in next year in 2019 so you know we'll get you back on to, to to get that promoted so if somebody wants to come to you at the moment and they're having a tough time you know how do you how do you work to help them to get through the periods of life that you know, we've just discussed well the first thing i do is they came to me for a reason and i believe everything is energy um they came to me because they saw something in me so i know that i have the capacity to help them because i probably was where they were at some point um, I usually take them through a process of, you know, okay, what's going on in your life? It's, it's asking the right questions, knowing how to pull the information. And then that's when my intuition starts to really dig in. And then I start to go deep and I pull the stuff up that's really unconsciously running their programming. Um, and that's where I start working with that stuff. And, you know, of course, most of it comes from childhood. You know, all of the answers to everything in front of us, good and bad, comes from the past. So, um, and that's a subject most people don't want to go look at. You know, as soon as you start to rip that Band-Aid and look under it, most people go, that doesn't feel good. No, thank you. They lie to themselves and they go back to the life and try to think if they do something differently, they're going to get a different result. But it won't happen. Eventually, it'll come back to you need to face your shadow. You need to do this work. So, um, you know, I help them get really clear about what, is going on with them, where it came from. And then we do a lot of inner child work where we go back um, and pull that file up. Because what I found with most people is there's probably three to five moments of impact that have hit them. And that's what's causing all the problems in their life. There's probably three to five things that happened in their life that they didn't realize how that impact put a crack in their soul or their foundation. And it led to um, an energy stuck in them. It led to a belief system. It led to blocks. It led to par uh, patterns. Um, and it's created all kinds of chaos. I mean, you know, for an example, I can quickly give you what I'm talking about, um, a block. Like when I was a kid, I had my, my dad show up on my sixth birthday. And I hadn't seen him for years. And um, he stole my money. His friend came in and wanted my money so they could go buy drugs. And I remember being a little kid at six and I was holding on to the money. And, you know, his friend came in and said, you know, be, be good and give us the money and we'll leave. And I remember holding it, but trying to pull the money back. And he took the money. And in that moment, ever since then, I had issues around money. I could never give money freely and I could never speak up. My throat got shut down. I could never say no. I remember if somebody would like even my children would ask me for money. Um, I, I would, you know, be really almost resentful and mad at them and not want to give it to them. So when I realized that certain um, responses I was having were not matching certain things in my life, I knew that wasn't coming from now. It was coming from somewhere else. So I needed to go back and find it because if your response doesn't match what's happening um, and it's not from a healthy adult place, then it's a wounded part of you showing up. So it's going back and finding the moment of impact and taking yourself and the wounded child and doing some integration work to finally heal that, clear it. And what we do by doing that is we empty it. So when that file is deleted, we actually empty it. We create space now. So we don't have to keep running that program over and over again, having the same result. It's gone. 
this new space you've evolved. So that space now creates something to match who you are. So a healthier piece will come in to take that place. And that's where we can start to move on and create healthier relationships, healthier, um, you know, work situations, healthy uh, relationships with money, people. So it's getting the moment of impact. And that's the work that I do because I realized I had about five of them myself. And that was causing problems that I couldn't even wrap my head around. It was like those few things from childhood actually caused me to believe all this and act like this. It was amazing. And through the work I'm doing, I find that with other people. So it's getting moment of impact in going back, pulling it up, working with them in a safe, healthy environment, healing it, emptying it and creating space for good. So that that's where the work is. We'll get into the questions and answers time now. So if you're in the audience or you'd like to pop a question in the comment section, uh, we'll we'll get it up and we'll, we'll put it to Kimberly. So if you've got any questions, please feel free to put it in the comment section and we'll put it up to, to Kimberly. Um, I have one question and, and you've yeah. talked about this in terms of um, the religious and God and, and the spirituality side of it. So, you know, the intuitive side, the psychic mediumship side. Um, how does that work and where does that blend and how do you bring that into your into your sessions, if you like? Um, well, when I first start working with my clients, obviously, I ask them questions and I let my intuition guide me where to go with it. It usually will um, take me where I need to go, but sometimes mediumship will come in for me. Um, and that's not, I mean, Bev tells me you're, you're a great medium and I'm like, but I don't really do that, but somehow it comes through because sometimes that healing needs to happen. So if I'm speaking with a client, you know, their, their mother or mother-in-law might come through and I have to address that. I can't say no. So I actually bring that in whatever needs to come in for their healing to evolve them so that they're not suffering. I always ask before, um, I work with anybody, you know, I have my meditations I do and. I have my candle and I just open myself and, um, you know, work with my guides and whatever this person who I'm about to work with needs, allow that to come through in the light. And um, I know that what I get is not from me. It's from the light. And whether it's mediumship, you know, psychic abilities, um, whatever it is, that's what I use. Plus my background with my certificates of you know coaching and recovery coaching and you know, all the other things that I do and my own life experience. So I feel like it's a combination of a lot of things, but it always does what it's supposed to do. And I think it's because I trust it. And I, I just, I know it's going to do what it needs to do. So there's no doubt. And I think it's because I cleared myself and I don't have any doubt. And I do believe so much in spirit and, um, you know, I never had that in my life and that was the problem. So I trust it completely and I know it won't let me down. It never does. There's obviously been many cases and obviously client confidentiality. We can't go into the inner details of it. Mm -hmm. But is there one one experience where you've had where you've gone, wow, that was special. That was, you know, to turn that around and to help that, that was extremely special. Um, well, it's <laughs> it's kind of funny because actually it's the it's the opposite with the mediumship. I've <laughs> I've had um you know, some, some experiences with the mediumship where people wanted an apology from somebody that caused a lot of harm to them on the other side. I mean, when they were here and they've come in and I, you know, I'm like, you know, they're like, well, where's my apology? And, you know, they sorry that they caused all this pain. And, 
I'm like, their personality doesn't change that, you know, it's like they, they're still who they are. They're just physically not here. So I had one woman, she was, she was really angry with me. And, um, you know, I said, I'm sorry, you know, your mother-in-law is here. Well, is she sorry? She ruined my marriage and made my life hell. And, you know, the woman clearly, she's like shaking her head going, no, I, I don't, I wouldn't change a thing if I had to go back. No, you know, she didn't approve of the woman who his, her son married. So that put me in a really weird spot. But um, uh, I was like, oh, God, please don't do this to me. Um, you know, I, you have to be really careful what you say to people, I think, um, because I do believe as, you know, a psychic, a medium, a healer, um, any of the modalities we have, we are responsible. You know, we have to take responsibility we can't, you know, I've seen, unfortunately, people tell other, you know, people that are hurt things they shouldn't be telling them. So, you know, it's our responsibility. I mean, I've had clients that I knew had cancer, you know, and I knew they were loaded or, you know, whatever they had. And, you know, that's not my place to tell them that, you know, that would be harming somebody. So, you know, when they came to me and they finally found out they had cancer, of course, I could offer you know, any spiritual help or anything that they needed to be supportive and, you know, love and compassion. But we have a responsibility as a healer to use what we have, our gifts in order to help people, not harm people. And unfortunately, you know, that does happen. So um, just have to be careful. We we spoke before uh, earlier on and, and we were talking about a generation of of people the millennials if you like mm-hmm. um you know and they're my children and and they're all you know there's a lot of people out there tonight children i was really saddened today and i i brought this up to you that um and it and it did it did it, it did sort of get me a little bit that that i'm finding and i said earlier on that there's so much lack of connection so much lack of relationship mm-hmm. um spirituality is now just becoming an anality because we're losing the spirit mm-hmm. and there was a girl today posted on facebook and it came through on my newsfeed what's the best app to talk to spirit and and i was amazed i was like you're joking no and she wasn't and there's this whole thing about it's everything with these children is a process and it's everything about a result and there's no there's no skill to it there's no there's no love to it there's no none of this there's a whole generation that's coming through that's that I, I i really worry for because they have no clarity no purpose no awareness that they, they've been given they've lived in a world for a lot of people with a lot of abundance mm-hmm. and you know they're now entering the phase of their life where you know reality is going to come and hit oh and, yes and it's going to come and hit, and and we have to be there to pick it up. Are you, are you seeing, you know, the, this generation coming through to you? Um, I personally don't work with. Yeah, I seem to work with women in their forties and fifties. Um, but I will tell you, as far as the generation and what we're seeing, the best gift that we could give any of these kids, these young people, is to heal ourselves, because what we don't heal we hand to our children. So, you know, all of our wounding, all of our family karma, all of our baggage, whatever we don't heal, we're handing it basically to our kids. Um, myself, I have three children. I have a 20 year old and 16 year old twins. Um, I had a very, very difficult time with my oldest daughter, you know, and um, I, when I had my awakening, you know, I had to take a, a ownership of the fact that she was a product of my marriage. And I was half the marriage. So in, you know, in order for me to help her, I can't help her if I haven't even cleaned up my own mess. 
So, you know, the best thing we can do to help any of these people is to really work on our own stuff and then be an example in any opportunity we get is to share what we know and try to help these kids. And, um, you know, as, as far as the teachers and the healers, I mean, there's a lot of them out there that are fantastic. And there's a lot of them out there that, um, you know, sometimes I think they don't really walk 100% the walk and the talk. Um, you know, we all can be educated and know a lot about this stuff. I can read books. I know a lot about spirituality, um, but it's being being authentic. So I think we need to educate a lot of people about what whatever our gift is, whether it's mediumship, psychic, you know, Reiki, whatever. Teach them the truth and, and how, what's authentic and what's not real. We, we really need to step it up because there's a lot of people. It's almost like being spiritual is a fad now. It's like, oh, it's, it's, there's a place to make money. Let's jump on the bandwagon. You know, and some of these people, you see them out there doing their thing and it's so rehearsed and that as soon as the lights are on, they're, they're right on, but they walk off stage and they're full of their ego. You know, they're selfish, they're hateful. So, you know, we really need to show people the truth of what it is to be spiritual and in to be and in the light. I, I love it. And that's, you know, that's one of my big things at the moment is I, I got, you know, I want people to be spiritual. I want people to, to understand spirituality and how that affects their day to day. Because, you know, for me, again, all of these things about, you know, how, can I, can you be my mentor? Can you help me, if, you know, improve my mediumship? Of course I can. Mm -hmm. But why? What, what's the end result? What do you want to achieve? How, you know, do you want to just be able to charge and do this as a living and as a career? Because, it's not, I don't think it's right. I don't, I don't think it is about that. Um, mm -hmm. It is a, it's a way of life, you know, and, and again, I think, and I've seen it happen that mm -hmm. you have really good mediums. They're outstanding. They lose their purpose. They lose their awareness. Mm -hmm. And then they're in a position where they've got to try and find ulterior motives to deliver what they've said they're going to deliver. Mm -hmm. And and I think I see them fall. And the reason for that is, is that I don't think they're authentic. I think they lose their intimacy. I think they lose their connection with their self. They lose their purpose. They lose their awareness. And I think, you know, those are the key things that are going on. If you had, if you just, because we're running out of time here, but if you had one tip to give anybody at the moment who is having a tough time or anybody who would like to amplify the good time, what would it be? Um, I think having clarity, gaining clarity about who you really are is the most important thing. Um, if, you, if you're having a hard time in your life, um, it's your mindset. You really need to work at your mindset and look at what's going on. Um, can I recommend a book? Is that okay to do that? Um, you can do whatever you want. It's your show. Okay. There was a book I read called The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. And I tell every one of my clients, friends, anybody I meet to read this book because it's about the mindset. Um, if you really want to change your life, you need to change the chatter in your head. You need to change that voice in your head that is always telling you worst case scenario. You need to learn to shut off that voice. You need to to be able to balance your emotions and you need to be able to clear yourself so that you can actually listen to your heart because your heart really is your mind. The mind up here is the ego and um, we, you, you, that's got to get shut off. You need to learn to shut that off. So um, yeah, reading, reading a book about the mindset, understanding your thoughts, 
in your history is what is causing all of this. So begin the begin the journey. Don't be afraid. Begin the awakening journey. Um, there's plenty of people here to help you. But the only one that can change your life is you. If you want to reclaim your life and really live a life of authenticity, you have to do the work. And there's and there's no easy way around it. There's no magic button. It's having heart and deciding you're ready to live your life and really find out who you are and take that journey. And I, I will tell you, nobody will ever regret doing that. It's it's a gift to find yourself. We truly have to thank Kimberly for another excellent episode of That's the Spirit. So much to learn, so much to see from a lady who's been through it all, who's been down, got up, down, got up again. Truly blessed to have her on the show. Kimberly, keep up the good work. Keep shining your light and keep making a difference. Thank you for listening to That's the Spirit. Until the next time, be love and give love. We came looking for a real main winter, and we found it. We were headed to the lodge, the fire. Really, the only thing I wanted was some hot cocoa and one more foot of snow. I forgot that days like this last longer than we think. This trail, these woods, these mountains, these stories, they start with us, they stay with us. Plan your main winter getaway at visitmaine.com. It's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.